Hi, welcome to Tanya Life. My name is Shmuley Springer. And I'm Mendy Gerlitsky, and we're going to be learning Tanya Bechavrosa. You guys are welcome to come in and eavesdrop. It's live. So, we're back here recording again with the biggest chassid in Lubavitch. How does it go? Yeah, I'm in the mirror, I see a massive chassid. Likewise. And uh, the shir, we can make it the Lunishmas. Shmuel's grandfather, today is the yard site of Reb Yitzchak, you know his name? Harav Yitzchak ben Harav Chaim. Reb Yitzchak ben Reb Chaim, Reb Springer, it was known as a massive chassid. Ten years. Today's the tenth yard site. Yeah. Oh, take It's a big deal, that's why I said they're all going to be there. Yeah. And, uh, may this be a little nishmase. Shmuel, you want to say a psavart about your gzeda or some memory? Some, some, some uh, thoughts? About Itch Springer? One thing I could say is that every it used to be, and Mendel knows this, it used to be that like whenever people, whenever I met people and they said like, oh, your itch is an anical, it kind of, that became my identity and I kind of lost an identity in that. At least, you know, in the, in the Lubavitch circle. It rubbed you the wrong way. And it used to rub me the wrong way, but the more people, the more people approach me with that, the more I realize how yeah. they only had nice things to say because he truly did have like unconditional love for everybody that crossed his path. And like all these stories, it was like, oh, I was in a bacher. I, I mean, I was a bacher in 770 and I was dealing with this issue. I was dealing with that issue. And out of nowhere, it came and helped me. And like, you know, didn't expect it. And so like, even though, you know, in the beginning it used to bother me a little because, you know, I was a person and I was growing up and I didn't really necessarily, um, hop how great he was or, you know, why people had such reverence now that, you know, I'm, I'm a little older and I'm more of an adult and I kind of found my own identity. Um, I very much appreciate it. And I'm very grateful and humbled that, um, I come from him and, uh, I hope to be the one behind all the zeros and be a role model for this generation. And uh, make sure that my obviously Searle stands out. 100%. Also, it stood out, obviously, that a bitch spring was a big believer in Mashiach. So, may Mashiach come right now. Oh, man. Yeah, and I just passed by Rabbi Silman on the way here. And, oh, wow. And I was, uh, I was telling him that I'm in the middle of reading his book, and it's actually blowing my mind. Because I, I think I alluded this to you a few days ago, where yeah. I was basically saying how, like, I was raised in a very traumatic conflict in Lubavitch, and I had no idea that that's even what I was going through, meaning, you know, Mishachist and anti. And when he, when I read his book, politics ceased to exist, and he's just showing you these are the facts. And if someone disagrees or doesn't understand, they're just confused and lost, and it's okay. And it was very clarifying for me, because, you know, I grew up with the whole Yechiyamukah and saying Yechi and everything, but then again, also, like, it rubbed me the wrong way, because I saw... I saw the political um, drive behind it, but you know he brings all these quotes from next to everything in Kedusha. There's a lot of clips. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, so I was very much resonating with the negative part of it, but then um, 
he he brought a lot of clarity to it. He basically presents the history in a very uh, factual and apolitical way, and it's just beautiful to see that we are actually in the times of Mashiach, and we really do have to open our eyes and you know, we create our own reality. And if, if you want to live in a, in a positive environment with, you know, chocolate, design good, then atat, it's real. And you can actually accomplish great things. And if you want to get stuck in the schmutz, I don't think you want to, but there's a part of you that does. I'm, I've been there too. I'm not trying to make anybody upset. I've been there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really you have to open your eyes. That's what we're doing right now. With the Tanya, through Tanya. We- yeah. We have Tanya and then the life. The Tanya will open our eyes to see you the life. You only have life if you see it through Tanya. That's right. All right, so let's dive back right in. Where do we end off? We are in page Ches. If you're using a, a um, no, a not literally. Tanya. I mean, like, what was what was the gist Ches of what we were saying as we were finishing? In the middle of the first page of Perik Dalit, if you're using the Shurim Sefer Tanya 12 page. Page 78, Lessons in Tanya. Yeah, Lessons in Tanya is page 78. So the gif is the... The gist. The gist. A gif is uh, those moving pictures. Uh, okay. I was always wondering what's the difference between gif and gis. It's gist. gist. G-I-S-T. All right. So... It's the scoop, you know? Yeah. What's going on? The gist of Perik Dalit is like this. We mentioned per Gimel that we have um, our Esser Keiches HaNefesh. Okay. Your Neshama is ten, is your Seichel, your Midas, your ten Keiches HaNefesh. Now, your Neshama gets, you put on clothes, just like you, and you have your clothes. You can wear black pants, you can wear pink pants. <laughs> I was going to mention it, but I know you. Ay, ay, ay. So, Remy's going to have a good laugh. Yeah. Our Over. one our one hardcore listener. Yeah. No last names. I didn't say any last names. Yeah. Um I was talking about Avram Levino. Yeah, hundred percent. So so you can have these Lavushim, you could put on different clothing. <laughs> yeah. Or the 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 nefesh has different clothing. To express itself. Yeah. To express itself. So you have the core and the what you express. So you have um, Wait, the spheres are the Levushim? No. Right. No, 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 no. The, so what do you say? Forget about the spheres. Your Eser Keiches are your Seichel Yemidis, Chach Mabin Adasak, Paris, and Eser That's what I just said. Eser spheres. It's the same thing. No, the spheres are in the world. You say the Shlashos. Atzilus has ten spheres. Bria has ten spheres. Just like there's the ten spheres, so to your Nisham has ten, ten Pchines. Ah, we're using a different word. Okay. But yeah, whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, I got my... So, we have, the Neshama has Levushim. One of these Levushim, Machshava Dibar Maiseh. In other words, what's the difference? Your Seichel Amidis is what you are. Right. Your Machshava Dibar Maiseh is what you're doing. How you express who you are. Yeah. But not always what you're doing is what you are. Right. The same way, not always what you're wearing is who you are. For sure. Okay. So we said, so when you use your Seichel Potato, so Nefeshalikis, his Levoshim, naturally, are Machshavadi. Oh, what are these Levoshim? Machshavadi Ramaisa. The Nefeshalikis is. So when the Nefeshalikis, well, how does he have Machshavadi Ramaisa? If it's being expressed by the Nefeshalikis, is the Seichel, from his Seichel, he has Machshavadi in learning Tata. 
from the Midas, he has Dibur and Maisa of Tere Mitzvah. What does it mean? How do you have from the Midas Maisa? So he said, when you have Ava, that's doing Mitzvah's Esse. Um, then, now, so now we're getting to Yido. What is your Yido, which is the Gvura side? We said the positive, the negative. We're almost done with Gvura, and I'm very excited because I've been feeling it, and it's overwhelming. today. It's the beauty of Gvura, because Gvura is a good thing also. Whoa, that's crazy that you said that. I experienced beauty of Gvura today. Wow. And you call me, played a part in it. Oh, okay. Without getting into the details? We're not getting into it. Even even not recorded, we're not getting into it. Oh, okay. It was just beautiful. Let's just say that. Because Gvura... As you said, remember last time I said that to say the positive mitzvahs and the negative mitzvahs yeah. rubs me the wrong way. Why is the mitzvah negative? And you said, no, negative is a positive. It's a, there's a good thing out of it. You need both. You need both energies. You need Buddha. Ava, Yira. Because I'm very chesed, meaning like literally and in characteristics. And I do very bad with Gavur. Like any type of Gavurdika situation or people, I don't do very well with. And, um, like, uh, no, it's not like I'm mom-ish feeling this week. Like, it's overwhelming. Like, I told you, my spirit is chesed Like, it's, um, I really, I really feel these things. But, uh, whatever. It's, we all have to go through what we have to go through. It's part of life. 100%. The beauty is finding the love in it. Yeah. So what is Yira? Or what does the Yira cause us? Or how does... How is it manifested or expressed? Yeah. The Yira is the root for, the, for keeping or keeping away from the 365 negative commandments or the, the don't do's. Yeah, keeping the negative commandments, meaning this will separate your connection, so don't do it. What are you afraid of? You're afraid to rebel the king of kings, God Almighty himself. God bless it be. Oh, you eat a pnimi, it's me Or you can have a... But what, what is this? What's the root of this era? You're not going to be doing his will. When you're doing the, the, the assays, the 248... Okay, yeah. perfect. It's love because you're in line with his will. His will is a love language with us. The don't do's is because, hey, if you don't do it, now you're not in line with my will. So that's where the fear of the separation comes from. Yeah. I'm just yeah. articulating what we're saying. 100%. Yeah. So he says, or you can even have a more pneumistic type of yira. How does he translate the word pneumius? Or on a deeper level of fear. Or on a deeper level of fear. The first one was not just... You're afraid to be made in the Malchus. You don't want to rebel against Hashem. Yeah. You are embarrassed of the greatness of, a, of His greatness. What is, how does he translate that? See, he says over here... Mm. That he feels ashamed before God's greatness so that he will not rebel against the all-seeing eyes of his glory by doing what is, e- but what is evil in his eyes. Yeah, so like if, if God is all everything and he has a will that he wants you to abide by, then by you not abiding by it will bring an immense shame because you're not living up to the greatness of this will. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so what what would it be the difference between regular year and panemistic year? That means the regular year is you don't want to be made in the you don't want to rebel against the shen. The second one is you're embarrassed of a shen. Right. So one one is more of like um one of more the first one is more of an external fear. It's like think of think of communist Russia for example, right? If if you disagree with the with the with, with the with whoever's running it, they're gonna kill the you. Dictators. Right? Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna comply because you're fear you're scared for your life. Then there's another level of reverence where it's like I appreciate the king so much. I have such a love towards him that I would be embarrassed not to do what he asks of me. I'm afraid of disappointing him. Yeah. So it's like it's a higher level. It's it's now there. It's it's more intimate. It's first. It's like okay, I'm I'm scared for my life. If you don't, if I don't follow your laws, you're gonna kill me. This is on a much higher level. This has nothing to do with me. This is me trying to reach you. So it's not self interest. It's Abish's interest. Yeah. It's there's there's such a there's such a reverence that. By not by 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 not doing, you'll feel lowly and ashamed and embarrassed, because you'll feel your lowliness in not complying. Where because now you're disconnected. That's the first level. That I don't want to be disconnected. It's all about me. The second level is more about the Abishter. Maybe wasting some time. I as I explained it again, I hear what you're saying. That I kind of went back into the first one. The second one always people like give you an example of like in front of the Rebbe or unfortunately none of us actually ever experienced right. being in the presence of the Rebbe. Right now. I thought. But, but we can, what's the word famine? Not famine. Famine means a hunger. Uh, Fantasize? No. Fathom. Fathom. Yeah. What, Very good man though. What? Fathom. Fathom means to... Their hair. Yeah, we can fathom what it... What it would have mean to... Uh, to stand in front of the Rebbe's... To, right, to be in front of the Rebbe and to sit there with the... Uh... Right, so that's the difference. And it's what I was saying earlier. It's a reverence. There's such an awe. Uh, it, there's such an inspiration. Such a um, uh, level of, wow, this is so great. I would That's f- almost Ava. This is Yira. It is almost the Ava, and we learned earlier that Ava comes from Yira. No, for care. No. Yira stands from Ava. No, but you have to instigate Yira in order to get to the Ava. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Yira then gets the Ava. Meaning it doesn't come from it, but yeah, it's the you're precursor. Right. No, what I meant to say is that the mitzvah of Yira, Esa Shaman Kechatira, the mitzvah of Yira itself is a mitzvah's Esa. For sure. So it also stands from Ava. So it's yeah. like. They're intertwined with But each you other. need one for the other. Meaning, it's, the, the year is a, pre, a prerequisite for Ava because, like, oh, so recently we said in town, you need both wings. Like, if you don't have one, it's not going to take the other. That was Nechitas. Yeah. I so, was referring to that. So, yeah, one is more of, one is more of, it's, a, it's like a, I'm feared for my life, so it's a much lower level. There's not really a connection. It's just, it's a yesh. It's like, oh, if I don't do this... It's not going to work out for me. The other one is more of... It's on a higher level. There's a reverence. There's an understanding. There's a respect. 
So there will be an embarrassment when you're not living up to par. Is, is one talking about Nefesh is one talking about Nefesh Alakis, or we're not even talking about Nefesh Bahamas yet? This is only the Nefesh Alakis. No, I think they're both, because I don't think the Nefesh Bahamas is even in this conversation. Nefesh Bahamas wants to eat pizza and watch TV. So the Nefesh Bahamas also has Mashava Dibra Maestro, so... For sure, yeah, but it's... it's and I, he's feeling Chesed and Gvura and all these... Nefesh yeah, Bahamas that, never feels a fear of awe? Of course, fear. but it will be for a person or a thing or a place. It's not going to be for Hashem. Or maybe that's where Sechar Ba'enish comes in. On a lower level, maybe. Maybe. Sechar Ba'enish is a thing in Yiddish, guys. Like some people, they learn so much Chesed Chabad, like it never focuses on Sechar Ba'enish. doesn't exist, but it's, you have to remember, it's one of the 13 principles of, of belief that the Ramam writes. Right, but I think Sechar Ba'enish plays on a much greater um, scale than an individual person's life. What do you mean? I feel like it's intergenerational and inter-soulful. We get rewarded or punishment for our Zaydas and Babas and Elta Zaydas? Yeah, I think, I think it says all the time that like... Liam. It says all the time that like, for example, children take on their father's sins and stuff like that. On the other hand, there's, on the other hand, there's a pasuk of data, Liam Musu, Avis, that children shouldn't die for their parents or parents shouldn't die for their children. Which is mashma that it could happen. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I was reading in Sefer Gogolim that these things are real. Sefer Hagogolim. Well, yeah, whatever. Listen, at the end of the day, what do you... Whatever on the name of the book, but... What, what does that mean? What's the name of the No, you said Gogolim, Hagogolim. Ah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 whatever. No, but it's a real book. You can't just say whatever. It's, uh... Who, uh whatever was on the part of right. the Gogolim. Who's it? Rechaim Vital wrote it. He's take, a student of the Arizal, no? Take you on your word. I mean, yeah, the student yeah. of the Arizal part that I knew, but... That's no, no, of, no, Chaim Vital wrote the book. Of Sefer Gogol, yeah. and that'll take you on your word. I know, I, I'm in the middle of reading it. Oh, and Kahelis you still in the middle of? Oh, Kahelis you slowed down. Kahelis I finished. Oh. I think, I, I was trying to do all three Ishlamis, right? What is it? Kahelis, Mishle, and... Shir Shirm. Shir Shirm. I'm up to Shir Shirm. I think I did Kahelis and, and oh, Mishle. Oh, definitely has a ton to say on Shir Shirm. I know. So... Whatever, I need to learn more. Oh, so we were, we were, in, we're talking about Tzchar Ba'enish. Well, that was a tangent. We're really talking about two levels of Yira. Yeah. So Tzchar Ba'enish is not even, like, mentioned there. No, you brought it in to see, like, how it plays in. Yeah, it's Shaykh that Tzchar Ba'enish plays a role for the Yitzhahara to be in line. So, uh, and now Paragatali... Because to- the Yitzhah Tev, on its own, only wants godliness. So the only the only per, the only thing that's preventing you from doing is the Yitzhara. So the Yitzhara, we tell you is next. Now we're talking very dollar about the Nefeshali kids. Yeah. So we're not even talking about Yiras Sa'inish, we're talking about Yiras just the the mere fact to be limrite. To be limited or separated from God. Like the the Yitz, the type goes crazy. It's in a guf. It will do anything to to be connected. I we have the Yitzhar thirteen. No, not now. not to be disconnected. Yeah, in this context, correct. So oh Yirapnimi is Mizu. So it's basically okay. Just trying to think if Yira Yira a Yira the first level, is that like the level where we say a Yidn Tervil Tekens Inaugurisan? That a Jew not citizen it says that or that Amir, sounds nice. That a Jew naturally does not want and he cannot naturally be separated from from Hashem. Yeah. 
So maybe that's the first one, like your your natural instincts. Instincts. Instincts of not to. This is this. We could change the name of the podcast to English lesson, Lessons in How to Speak in English. Oh, that's a problem if I'm giving the class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an eternity just like you. I just have yeah, to you read teach me words. words of English. I might know how to say fathom and instincts. That's amazing. By the way, your vocabulary has increased tremendously since we started. So, yeah. thumbs up. And my Hebrew also, I feel like. And just... By oh, the way, yeah. for the first time, I don't remember when it was, but it was a couple of days ago. I was in 7-7. I think it was Erev Yomtev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yom so I went. We had an early meal, so I went from Mincha, did did Ram, uh, did Tanya, and then went home, and then came later for Ma'ariv. Talking about for the seder? Or the yeah, yeah. Second, no, not the seder. Second days. Oh. Okay. And I op- like I couldn't find a chayeno, and I opened up an original Tanya, and I learned I learned that day's chitas and understood it, and I was so impressed with myself. Like it wasn't a difficult Tanya, but it was like, whoa, that just happened, and I was like, ah, oh, that was just giving me love. Wow. I'm giving you cakes. Yeah, I tried it another day and it didn't work. So that confirmed with me that it was a special day. <laughs> it was still very cool for me. Like I, I wrote, I read through it in Hebrew and I understood you usually it. Usually use a chayenu? Yeah. And even if I under, whether I'm chayenu or, or chabad or whatever it is, even if I understand the Hebrew, I'll still read the English because it adds more not like information and it gives more context. Yeah. But it's, Instincts? No. What? It adds more instincts or that's not the right word? It adds more context. Context, okay. Fine. No, an instinct is something you have, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You re, something you react to. Okay. Gut feeling or whatever. Okay, so so we're talking about the two years over here. You're so you're embarrassed. You're personally like, could you get straight to that level? Do you have to, or it's level one. First, you have to have the basic level of yira, and then you can get to level panimis of basis. Or you can just jump straight right. I think it has to do with where you are in your Aveda. Could you jump straight into Beishas or, or are you just fooling yourself? No, I think someone who's a Bal Aveda could. Meaning like... That's what I'm saying. So he first did the first level of Yirah. No, but it's not like that he's doing or it it's not, consciously. Or, he's just in a place where that... He surpasses the that. The truth is, Al-Tarev doesn't write the words Panimis, he just says, oh, you're Panimis. So maybe you can get straight into the you're Panimis level. Yeah, um, I mean, if you think about it, it's superficial versus deeper. And it's someone who's in the zone can just go straight to deepness. Or just talking about two style people, a superficial person or a deep person. That's also Shaykh, yeah. Okay. Different. Yeah, it's Shaykh that a su- thought. Yeah, it's Shaykh that a superficial person's yira is his panimius a year. Is his, is his, meaning like that's the highest he could go to. Because he's a superficial person. I don't know. It's, it's, we're just speculating over yeah, here. Yeah, so you're embarrassed of the greatness of Hashem. All the disgusting things to Hashem. It's a son of him that he, that he hates. Meaning, if you're going to dabble on the other side, God hates that. So now you, who's a part of God that came here to serve Him, is dabbling on the side that God hates, so therefore you'll have an embarrassment. How lowly am I that I'm dabbling in such things when I should really be connected and one and serving? So these clips in Sitrachas, looks like there's a lot of English. Right after this. 
It gets its nourishment. They receive the clippers that are after this. Any clippers in the world receive nourishment from the low human being. I don't know if I translated that correctly. Which draw their nature... Nourishment. Nurture from man below in this world and have their hold in him. And it has its hold in the 365. Ah, wow. The Altarev is giving such a... Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, talk. So the Altarev is coming and saying like this. The first level of Yira is you're scared to get cut off. Meaning like it's life or death on a spiritual plane. Are you in the Okay. Yeah, it's a spiritual dimension of fear and it's like I'm scared to die. I don't want to... So practically you can understand I'm scared of disconnecting, so therefore I'm going to prevent myself from doing laissez-faire. The next level of, of Yira, when you're really tapped in and you understand that you're in a loving relationship with God, and by doing His mitzvahs, it means that we're one connected with Him and, and, and it's beautiful. And by preventing, and by, by not doing the laissez-faire, it's a disconnection. It's deeper than just being disconnected. What happens is you realize that if I'm... If I'm doing the Laysa says, that means that I'm feeding the other side, which first off, the other side can only be fed by me. And secondly, God despises that. It's like a, it's like a goldfish or a dog. But like you, it's, up, it's up to you when he gets fed. Yeah, like if you don't feed your pet, it will go hungry. So it's like you can imagine the Yitzhar, the Yitzhar as like a pet. And if you feed it, it will go bigger and bark for more food. Whereas if you... Don't feed it, it will slowly dwindle and die. And this is exactly the vart. When you're, if you chas Hashem do. There's a gemara that like the more, the more you give in, the more it, it desires. 100%. The it's less, like the frog. It's like the frog in the second. Uh, the second maka. The second maka. The more you hit it, the more frogs it makes. No, but the gemara says about, about, uh, about these, th- about Tivus, that like the more you give in, the more it will want to desire. The less you give in... 100%. The less it will want to... Des- and even from a, like, a psychological perspective, the ego, which is the Yitzhah basically, like the, the, the part the of... The ego is the Yitzhah or the Yitzhah I mean the Yitzhah Yitz Hara. Thank you for correcting me. The ego is the Yitzhah Hara. Or the Yitzhah Tev has uh, ego of Nefesh Shalikis. There is no ego there. It's only humility. You could only have, you could only have Chesed and, and, and that from Bittal. You can't have... There's no Yesh. Okay. Ego... Is the part is is the the story the narrative that you live by? I am X Y and Z. I come from this and this place. I act in a certain way because of so and so. So, but it's not real. It's just a narrative that you create for yourself. And when you remove that sense of protective survival, you can just flow right into oneness, and and you realize that everything's all one and it's all beautiful. And that's where you t- go back into the other side of the the. the the, the nefesh, the nefesh like kiss. Mm-hmm. So, sorry the, for taking so, away train of thought. No, no, no. Oh, okay. You were adding to it. So the the ego, like, because you were mentioning that, let's say the ego wants you to do something for whatever reason. You can either talk to it to yourself and explain to yourself, hey, this is not correct. It's not appropriate. Not the right time. Let's think about it later. Or you can give in. What happens when you give in 
it says, oh, okay, I had an easy time getting what I wanted, so now I'm just gonna ask for it again. And the more times that that happens, the more you're creating an habitual cycle. Now, the minute you try breaking that cycle, that's when it starts barking. And it won't stop barking until you give it. So it's like, cigarettes could be a perfect example, right? Let's say you have a tie of the smoke cigarettes. And in the morning, you're like, I Let's just say, I don't know if any of us ever yeah, smoked yeah, yeah. a cigarette no, no, no. in our lives. The the has barchem zon Yeah. Something like that, yeah. So... So you have, you have a desire, you have a craving, and it's like you wake up in the morning, you have a craving, and you tell yourself, okay, you know what? I'm going to have one in two hours. And then in two hours, you say, I'm going to have one in two hours. And then by the end of the day, you end up having one or two. So it's like both sides one, and it's perfect. But if you wake up in the morning and you have this desire to smoke a cigarette, and the first thing you do is you go and you smoke a cigarette, the next time that desire comes, you're just going to smoke it again. And now the end of the day could come and you're smoking two packs. And it's like, wait, what just happened? So yes, if, if, you, if it knocks on the door and you open the door, you're screwing yourself long-term because it's all about instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Like when you daven ba'aveda, and I'm not saying anybody does here, I'm just saying if you can, <laughs> if you, when you go on daven ba'aveda, yeah. it takes a tremendous amount of work and you might not necessarily get the results because it's aveda shebelev, right? You actually have to work the hard and if the heart's not willing to work with you, you might not get anywhere. But if you do put the work in and it works out, what you get out of that is tremendous. But you can only get that after the hour of work. Whereas if you have something because I want it right now and you have it, a minute later, it's like, okay, it just filled me for a second. It wasn't satisfying. What do I want next? So this is, this is very much aligned with what we're saying over here. Now, how do we bring that back in? On, for the One second, second, let me just another room. Before you start reading right there. I wasn't reading. I wanted oh, oh, to... Oh, so, so, so finish what you... Yeah, no. So I was saying, how do we bring that back in, right? Because yeah. we're saying that the second level of fear, a deeper level of fear, is that you're going to feel embarrassed, a bush, or you're going to feel disrespectful or whatever it is. Why? Very simply, because the, 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 the 365 prohibitions is God basically saying, I hate this other side. This other side's preventing goodness from happening, but it needs to be there. The only person that can fuel that flame is you. So when you identify with fueling the flame that God hates, you're going to feel a deep embarrassment. So it's in your control, the Yitzhahara's existence. Oh, 100%. The, the whole point of the Yitzhahara is so you have Bechir Chavshis to do the right thing. Otherwise, we would just do the right thing. And then God would love it, but then how much would he love it? Meaning, what's the significance of... What's the significance of me doing something for you out of love if there's no reason not to love. Again? If, if, there's, if there's a force holding me back from loving you when I love you, it's so much greater than just loving you because I love you. Uh, it makes it more gishmak. Yeah. And we know that the whole creation was all a taiva. <laughs> Like, think about it, right? If we mirror God and we have tithes and we don't understand why we have them, then obviously God has tithes and we don't understand why he has them, but I'm not going to go and say he doesn't. citizen says, why, does David, why was the world created? Because David should have a tithe. Why David should have a tithe? About tithe and a tithe There's no there question about tithe. Sorry, so, back to you. What were you going to say? So speaking about the HR coming in and the door, knocking on the door, which reminds me of the famous story of the Chassid, I think it was the Mr. Chamagat, or whoever he was, or the Bashemtiv, 
And he asked him, what, are, what should I do about my Makshavazaris? My it's always, always having Makshavazaris. Right. And he said, I, I don't know what this to tell you. I can recommend you go to this and this chassid. Okay. It's, for instance, his name was Reb Zev. So I, I didn't read up the story in a while, so I might be getting a couple of names wrong and a couple it's of okay. the general detail, the general stories like this. So he comes to that Hasid's house and it's freezing cold winter night and it's bitter cold and the wind is blowing and it's snowing and hail and rain and he's hungry and he's thirsty and he's tired. Ice much it from the way. That's oh. a Yiddish word, not English vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for elaborating and clarifying. <laughs> Uh, why can't I find that in the English dictionary? What yeah. was it? Eiskemutent? Eiskemutchet. Eiskemutchet. I just eiskemutchet that word. Eiskemutchet. <laughs> eiskemutchet. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to translate it into English. Yeah. Anyways, he comes knocking on the door. He's knocking and knocking. The guy's not answering. Continues knocking and knocking hard. And he peeks through the window shades and he sees he's sitting right there. The yeah. lights are on. Yeah. And he's not answering. And he's banging. He's like, hello, Rebzev. Hello, it's me. And he opened. He's not answering. And he's banging and banging and banging. Finally, in the morning, comes eight in the morning. He opens the door. Oh, Shalom Aleichem, welcome in. He says, oh, okay. He's hanging out there. He says, oh, what brings you? Finally, he asks him after a while, what brings you to town? He's, oh, no. He says, why don't you open the door? Forget about saying it. he's bragus. He's like so. The the this chassid asked the Rebzev right away. Why didn't you open the door? You didn't. You didn't saying hear when me. he opened the door. Yeah, yeah. He didn't hear. I was banging, banging. He says, uh, "I'm the balabas. I'm in charge. I open up when and for who, for what, for what, whenever I want, whenever I'm in charge. I'm balabas." The guy learned this. Le- he got hopped what the lesson was. Turned around, and went home. Whoa! So the guy heard him, but he was like, "Yeah, I hear." I so hear this, this guy knew that the the Rebbe sent him, and he had to teach him a lesson. Wow. Yeah, so he taught him the lesson. That's beautiful. Yeah, how many times do we and, and what what does the Alter Rebbe use as, as us as an example? The Irkatana, right? It's who who's who's going to capture the who's going to capture the town? Yeah, it's so under it's, siege. It's who's, yeah, who's it's under siege it. for their whole life, for our whole life. So for a long time, when you realize and you discover that you have an Efshah Bahamas, like when you're in Masifta and you start learning Tanya, mm-hmm. you start getting pissed off at the situation. You're like, oh, how do I shut this thing off? But then you realize that like, nah, it's literally there so you can teach yourself discipline. But then once you learn discipline, you can apply discipline to anything in the world and you become a monster. Like nobody can stop you. There's a reason why Lubavitchers are so successful. And I'm not talking about just financially. Like we, there's a certain level of taking over the world that no organization or institution has ever been able to accomplish in history. And the Rebbe did it casually. The Rebbe did it. There's a reason. Because we come from a dynasty where discipline is the forefront. Like without it, there's no survival. So it's like discipline. Okay. You conquer discipline. Now we can sit down and talk. Wow. But here's the question. Do we open the door eventually for the dog that's barking? So sometimes, keep- sometimes when it's a weak character, that ends up happening. But the, it's not about... So here's the vart, and we're going to discuss this in Tanya over time. It's not about getting rid of the dog and telling him to leave. It's about bringing him in, but on your conditions. That's what his sabcha is. His kafia is first, okay, let him bark. Let him understand that let he's just a barking dog. Let him understand that he's just a barking dog. 
Once he identifies that all he is is Stom, a barking dog, then you can say, okay, I'll open the door, but I'm holding the leash, and you're going to do as I say, and then you can align and channel your Nefesh Bahamas to do the Aveda, which is Tayyar Mitzvah. And you do need him for that. So eventually we do open the door. Yeah, but on my terms, meaning the minute you stop... What's the vart? When he stops barking and he's sitting there like a patient dog, sit. You know, my brother used to tell his dog, sit. Wouldn't listen. He had a treat. All of a sudden he sat, right? It's just like the same vart. First you train, you train, you train, you train, you train. Now you have the dog sitting. Okay, now you can go and uh, once it's disciplined, now you can bring him in and, and use him for the, ser- for, the, for the service. Like, for example, a, a, a police dog, right? You're going to hear it make a noise? You're going to hear it go out of its seat? No. It only starts operating once it's trained after so many years. Wow. All right. A lot of food for thought over here. Hey, we're big Siddham, right? Oh, so what's all that English? Let's, let's read it. Ah. So he says like this. When a person transgresses a, pro, a prohibitive commandment, meaning a laissez say, God forbid, he provides the clipper with additional strength and vitality. So now he's fueling that other side. The dog, instead of barking, is now chewing on a good meal. <laughs> um, since Klippa and the Sitrach are entities which conceal godliness and holiness and are, as such, despised by God, because, you know, they're stopping the, the mission, the Jew, therefore, guards himself against transgressing. He is ashamed to transgress and gives the Klippa strength and life. Thus... Fear of God closes itself in the observance of prohibitive commandments. But one's fear of God enables him to withstand temptation and refrain from transgression. So even if your dog is barking, reminding yourself how lowly you'll feel by feeding that other side in the eyes of God will prevent you from allowing the barking to get you to open the door. In other words, the dog's barking. What's the consequence for letting him in? Hashem hating what you're doing. <laughs> so that might lead to shame if you really think about it. Okay. So he continues. We now understand clearly how fear and love of God are related to the fulfillment of the commandments and how the middas are the root and life force and the performance of commandments in both action and speech. Because we're talking about Moshev and Dibra now. Yeah. So Moshev is for the terror. My middas is... Uh, uh, my, my, uh, Mashava uh, is for the Torah and then Dibra Maisa is for performing the mitzvahs and, and learning the Torah and davening. And, and this is how we see that by doing the 248, you're connected and it's love. By preventing the 365, you are still staying connected because otherwise you're feeding the other soul. The other soul is preventing the mission from being completed and that is disgusting by Hashem. So now he continues and he says, until now, it has been explained that the divine soul has three garments, in which it clothes itself, the thought, speech, and action of the Torah and commandments. Alter Rebbe now goes on to state that unlike physical garments, like my pink pants, yeah. which are less important than their wearer, the garments of the, soul, of the divine soul are even loftier than the soul which wears them. Thus, wearing its garments, an example, thinking and speaking words of Torah, and acting in performance of the commandments elevates the soul at a higher level. Why? Because a neshama on, an, on its own, okay, but you're just, you're there, you're not doing anything. 
by tapping into your machshava de and actually applying yourself to Torah mitzvahs, now you're only going so much higher and connecting so much deeper. For since Torah and the commandments are one with God, the Jew, by donning the garments of Torah and commandments, also becomes united with him. In the Alter Rebbe's words, take it away, Menach, uh, Mendel. These three garments of although they're called garments, to the levels of nevertheless, it's only garments, it's clothes. It's great and beyond any beyond any greatness, beyond all greatness, uh, over the Mila of the Nefesh Ruach Atman. So these three Levushim, are way greater. Even though it's Levushim, it's only clothes, but it's way greater than the actual Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Because you remember you asked me in the last time we learned, like, why are we using clothes? Isn't clothes a very shallow thing? It's like a very judgmental thing. You look at the guy in clothes on the outside, what's the clothes about? So it's like, yeah, you have a criminal showing up to court. The guy's a murderer, but he's wearing a suit and a tie. I just saw that last night, and yeah. I thought it was so funny. This guy was getting convicted of murder, and he was wearing a suit, and I was just laughing. <laughs> so it's, it's all so about incredible. Ashkacha Pratis right there. It's all about the chitanias of the Lavoshim. Right. So the Alter Rebbe is confirming that my question still stands, that it's not the best analogy. Because now we're saying Punk Farker. Now we're saying not only is For us, no, it is a good analogy. Because for us, yes, these Machavadim mice is not us. Like the, the example is given. You can think and say two plus two, two, plus two equals five. Yeah. Right. right. But it's make, not real. It's not you. You don't do not make sense. But you're saying it and thinking it. No, but now we're coming and saying that the pants that you're wearing is greater than you. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that in a second. Yeah. So okay. you are your Seychelamidis. Your machshavadiramaisa is what you're doing. Now, why is it greater than you? Even though that guy's a murderer, he's wearing a suit and a tie. Because that's what Hashem wants. Is it greater or it gets you further? Without even... Look the way he translates it. Yeah, no, he says it's infinitely higher and greater. Ah, wait, but that also doesn't make sense. Be- wait, because isn't isn't the Yidin and Tyre on the same level? Or this Sikh from the Rebbe that Yidin, the Shayish Yidin are even greater than Tyre. Because Tyre is here to tell the Yidin what to do. So, which is kind of what I'm alluding to. But Tyre and Mitzvah is Hashem's Ratzin. It's listening to Hashem. So, for us, if you want to be selfish and just think about yourself and not the Eivishter, yeah, your Machshavar, your your Seich are your are more important. But that's on the Nefesh Bahamas. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the Nefesh Lekis. Even for the Nefesh Lekis. Yeah. 
You have those people that say, I want to be a Jew in the heart. Or you come in with time, you want to put on tefillin, mitzvahs, maizias. And they say, no, I serve Hashem in my heart. I'm a Jew right. in my heart. I serve Hashem in my own way. So you have the seichel amidus, and it could be taka seichel amidus. But that's where Machshavah Dibra Maisa come in and say, no, even though it's only Levushim, it's not you. It's what you're doing. Nevertheless, this is way, way above and more important and greater than you yourself. I, he's a criminal in court. You're, but but he's wearing a suit and a tie. For the judge, it's important to see a suit and a tie. Or I could say it the other way. Imagine the lawyer. He can be Taka, the greatest lawyer. And he has all the Svaris. But he shows up uh, in, in shorts and a hoodie and a baseball cap. Instead of wearing a sharp suit and a tie. That's saying that Levushim don't express someone's identity. doesn't express someone's core. Would, again? That's, that analogy is saying that Levushim don't express someone's core, which that's mashma that your core is greater than what you're expressing. But over here we're saying that the Levushim, no, our, the expression is greater than us itself. But, yeah. but in a certain sense, the Levushim which expressed Teremitz is, is where we come from. So why is it on a higher level? You're saying because we're Chedekel Kamamam. Yeah. So why is that the same Achshav Adirimais is greater than our Chelik and Kamamamish? Yeah. Does he say anything there? Or he's just translating in the meantime? I don't know. It's just a question that I'm trying to like, uh, that I'm wrestling with. Maybe because I get that the Yetzir Tayyip plays a role, but that's not truly who we are. We're truly, even the Nefeshul case, the Nefeshul case is ah, truly the Seichel and the Midas. Not the Machshav of the Ramayse. Say that again? The, the Nefeshul case, he is his Seichel and Midas. Not his Machshav of the Ramayse. Machshav of the Ramayse is just his Levushim, his clothes. Right, but now we're saying that that is greater than him. I think what we're getting at is that, fine, you're a Chelek Alika, which is great, and you're the king's... Son, but the king's son can act inappropriately. It's the king's son is so much greater when he acts accordingly, and when he wear when he wears when, the exactly, kingly. and the, the king's imagine lip. the prince walked around with uh, pink pants, <laughs> pink pants and a, and a hoodie. Wow! So what we're saying is by him donning on the clothing of the princess, and in this and that, in the the in the in the, the, the nimshal of the marshal is that we are doing Torah mitzvahs. So we're not. Meaning, if you're just stam okay, fine. But what are you doing? The whole point of being down here is to represent and prepare godliness. So by putting on the levushim, by wearing the king's clothing, that elevates you so much higher. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's, that's what it is. Meaning, I am great because I'm the king's son. You can't take that away from me. I am great. I, I did something not so good. Okay, but that's something I did. It's not who I am. The king still loves me for who I am. Now, by me putting on the royal clothing, by me doing terror mitzvahs, now I'm going to way higher heights. The crown heights. 
Sorry, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> which is an interesting part I was thinking earlier. The crown of heights. Which I was thinking earlier. In a sense, why isn't Ava enough? Why do we need Yira in the picture, Bechlal? Because sometimes we could say, oh, I'm, Hashem loves me anyways. I'm anyways his son. I'm, you think he's going to separate his connection just because whatever. Levi says this vert all the time. He says, what happens when you tell everybody that they're bum but on bum Atmos. Yeah. I'm gone. I can do whatever I want. I'm no, good. no, no, no. I'm gone and I'm good. I no. can chill. Exactly. But that's not the case. The fact that you're gone means that there's a certain way you have to conduct yourself. So the yira, the so positive the yira, and the negative. Yeah. The rats are the show of chesed, gvura. You can't just be, you, you can't just be in love with God in your heart. You actually have to do the, his will because that's the ultimate level of love. Okay, but I'm talking about mice with pale or... No, I'm saying... You're that, talking about mice with pale or, or feelings. Then in mice with pale itself, there's mitzvahs, asem, mitzvahs, So that's I, was, I was adding to where the fear comes in. It, it, meaning, if you don't have the fear, then you could just say, oh, I'm in love with God. I'm just going to do whatever because I'm one with him. Not only do whatever. What if someone says, I'll do mitzvahs, but I'm not going to refrain myself from leitzvahs. Right, so you need the fear to realize that by, even though you are one with God, there's still a way of, quote unquote, being severed or separated. Or upsetting him. Or upsetting him. That's a form of separation. Das, knowing, is being one with. When you're not doing the will. Out of respect. Yudah can also be Respect. That's the second one we're talking about here. The first one is a lower level of Yira, where it's just that like, oh, I don't want to feel disconnected. The second one is more of a respect, a reverence, a busha. It's how can I be so lowly I'm connected to this greatness? Meaning, like, it's, you were using the example earlier of like, let's say somebody in front of the Rebbe, and you were saying that, you know, like, we didn't have that schus. Imagine like the king is coming to a new village and his son's with him and like, you know, they're going through a parade and all of a sudden the, the, the kid goes and starts playing with some peasants. Is he still one with the king? 100%. But if he's somewhat with the program, he's going to feel a very deep embarrassment because he has a very deep reverence for his father, the king. Me, the king's son, is going to go to such a lowly place and do X, Y, and Z. Kimesha Kasuv. Kimesha Kasuv is Like the Zayar states. Oh, we jumped the gun again. Yeah. Now what? Read. He touched on something that I was going to say right now. That Tera. No. He doesn't say anything about Yiddin. Just as the No, no, no. Half of the discussion just now before was we were trying to figure out why the Levushim were higher than the soul. And, it would be, and we, we brought up, I, I asked you, I was like, if Torah and Yiddin are one, how is it higher than the... Stam. We touched on it. So I jumped a half a gun. Yeah. The Torah and God Almighty is one. Pirush, what does that mean? The is Hashem's Chachma and his will is a person's will is what a person is, is Ratzin, like it explains that Ratzin is one of you, 
Chassidus has a whole thing. What's the difference between tainig and and pleasure and your and desire? But in other words, let's focus here. The teda is Hashem's chachma and Hashem's desire. God Himself is all one. Why? Back to what we were saying in Pedic Base. So Hashem Himself is is one with His Chachma. When you say the Teda is His Chachma, you're talking direct. Um, direct. It's the Teda. The Machshav. In other words, Machshav the Maisa is. Direct part of Hashem. So therefore, it's more than our nefesh kiss. By us putting on our levushim, we are expressing God's innermost will. Which is... Torah mitzvah. Which is God himself. Which know is, God is, a, is an asay. That's, that's, this is the das of knowing God. Knowing, you want to know his will? Do his will. Torah mitzvah. Tar, doing Torah is knowing his will. Is becoming one with his will. Yeah, it says Adam nu chava. It was an. It was a. It's. It's a level of intimacy. You want to be intimate with God. You want to have a loving relationship with God. You want to know God. That's how you know God by doing his practical teramitzus. Because by by learning his teramitzus on a practical level, what's kosher, what's not kosher, what's putter, what's usher, you create an awareness with his oneness down here. And that's what we're doing. So by putting on the levushim, by 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 doing Torah mitzvahs, we're not just chelik alaka. We're chelik alaka down here, expressing the ultimate will and desire of God. And what's the desire and will for us to do that? It's like a vicious cycle. We're doing what He wants us to do, and by doing it, that's how we're doing it. <laughs> by the way, an interesting thought, a food for thought. Is this going to be sweet or savory? I don't know. Just it might be controversial. Oh, so savory, yeah. Okay. Sour. That umami. You have uh, in, in the Chagas world. Yeah. That Chagas is emotions. No, meaning the Chagas community, Bar Park, Williamsburg. What does Chagas stand for? If we're Chabad, they're Chagas. I'm so I'll in repeat words, my statement: emotions. Chabad and Chagas are. But I mean more the community, the Yaeli community. Understood, but it's perspective. Yeah. Reb Nachman's very, the, the, his chassidim are very emotional. Not that we're not, it's just, it's, it's a primary function. Yeah, okay. I'm listening. So, some, you have a certain attitude in that community, in the Hasidic community, not, not Chabad, but the Bar Park, uh, Williamsburg. The Kegel and Chulam. Yeah, Kegel and Chulam community. That a guy, he doesn't even need to be too from. They don't even need to have a beard. As long as he has the lavush, he's he's still he's still a yid. They'll still call him a Jew. They'll consider him part of the Jewish Well, you're community. a Jew regardless of what you do. Yeah, but, but yeah. there's a Jew and there's a yid. I mean, right. he's a Heimish a yid. Yeah, as long yeah. as he still wears the strimo and the bekecha, he's still, he's still a Heimish a yid. So that's like they, they're focusing on the lavush. That it's... As long as he still has his lavosh of his back to time, well, he's still he's still kosher in their eyes. I feel like we could say the same in Lubavitch too. If a guy's wearing a hat and jacket, someone will call him a chassidish. 
Is he talking chassidish? I feel like this. What you're saying? No, this he, what you're saying is a human flaw. No, 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 no. But then it's like an acceptable thing. It's not even. It's not like a. No, meaning it's not like the guy's fooling us. Like by us, if someone's frying, he's. We'll call him out. By us, it's more important. People aren't so judgmental about the clothes, and it's more important that a guy should. Okay, fair enough. Be doing. But Chassidus months more than the hat and jacket. I agree, but that's not always the case. Maybe sometimes people are stereotyped. And like, you see a guy, if the guy's wearing a hoodie and pink pants, or here's a guy with a hat and jacket, so <laughs> automatically you might think without getting to know the guy. I'm a Lama Dvavnik, it's a different yeah. story. <laughs> I ain't say that you're wearing pink pants or hoodie today. <laughs> we did twice. I didn't say... Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't say... I'm wearing pink pants. You said it, not me. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> um, Listen, our invite is talking more. By the way, no. So, but them, it's like it's an accepted thing. No one yeah. cares. Whatever, maybe they want to do tenor mitzvah. I'm not saying not, but like <clears throat> it's almost like okay, who, what you're doing in tenor mitzvahs and Yiddish guy, then it's not okay. So we need to teach them chabad chesedus. If, if they talk to have a a chetzenius dig a Yiddish guy, then then you know you need a. You need some care of a chokim. No, it's just an interesting thing that I'm trying to bring out about the levushim. How by them the levush is so important. So, which is maybe so that you can get them so hooked onto chassidus and say, look, Alter Rebbe even says the levushim are more important than the Ah, nefesh. you're saying it's your way in. Yeah. Efshitaka. That was something I wanted to say and that slipped my mind. Train of thought, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's totally fine. Um... Was that it? You're you finished? Was I'm the... finishing what I want to see. Say what you want. No, no, no. I don't remember. It slipped my mind. Right. Oh, well. Something about the Levoshim, about us, about just being judgmental. I don't know. It's all good. Ah, that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So it says, it, and we've quoted this a few times, it says in, 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 it says in Gemara that what's greater do Torah mitzvahs and then the Maskan of Machlekes is what's greater Torah or mitzvahs meaning which one should you do and focus on so the Maskan is Torah because Torah leads you to mitzvahs so it's like you were saying the difference between Chabad and Chagas the end of the day if it's really about Pneumius you shouldn't care about your Chitzenius to look because if you're truly doing Aveda Pneumius you'll come to your Chitzenius aligning with your Pneumius like when you look at uh, when you look at a Lubavitcher Balchuvah Okay, first he looks like a Baal but he's working on his Pneumus. Eventually, everything comes back. And it's like, the, you know, the hat, the jacket. Like, all the exterior eventually starts aligning with the, with the interior. And it's, it's probably better to live that way. Meaning to focus more on the Pneumus because well, the Chetzenius will come with it. Versus if you're focusing on the Chetzenius, it's very, very easy for the fruit. In they always, there was a certain disgust of Chetzenius. It was certain what? Disgust. Right. Chitin was like a bad word. He wanted to call someone a bad name. Right. Yeah, no. So that's, I'm, I'm just alluding to the idea that don't judge a book by its cover. See everybody as a pure, holy person. And if you do chas Hashem, judge them. It just, it's, just remind yourself that you're judging yourself. It's the mitzvah in you that you have to, to work on and, and course correct. And that person, if that person is giving you the ability to judge yourself, they're obviously on such a ho- holy level. That's a chesedish of art. What? 
if the person that you see that you that you judge if that person got you to judge yourself they must be on a very deep level so the next time you judge someone a remind give, yourself give me a shakar yeah a remind yourself that you're really judging yourself and b give him a hug and a kiss and thank him that such a big tzaddik came disguised as a frayak so you can judge yourself like the Bashat have said, if you see something bad in someone, it's either a yid cannot see a, something bad in another yid. If, if the Abishter made you see it, it's one of two things. Either you have the ability to fix it, or it's a mirror. And projection, he's to show, yeah. yeah. He's trying to show you, you have to fix it up. Yeah, and, and if it is a projection, then you do have the ability to fix it because you're being shown what you need to fix. Wow, so this whole tiniest thing in the, the Lavushim... <laughs> a lot to swallow. All right. Yeah. Get to the